0: Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Inflation, which is massive, we have Statscan saying it's 4.8% officially. um, uh, We had the uh, former chief analyst for Statscan, uh, Philip Cross, on the air last weekend saying it's more like 6%, maybe higher than that and uh, the senate had before them the governor of the bank of canada tiff macklin and they gave him a hard time because mr macklin and the bank have done a miserable job of predicting what inflation was going to be so we'll get at that with our next guest we'll also get at the issue of interest rate climbs and what it's going to mean to all of us and our next guest is our great friend professor eric cam macroeconomics at ryerson university tells it like it is tells it like he sees it and we appreciate that professor how are you doing
1: i'm doing well roy how are you
0: I'm well. Let me just, first of all, get your from the seat of your pants view of the convoys and the large turnout in Toronto supporting the truckers and the protest, uh, which is nominally anti-vaccine mandate, but really more diverse than that. What, what's your view of it?
1: I actually have two things i'd like to say about it because you were right you entered the show by saying let's get away from politics and talk about economics but of course you know as well as i do there's no such thing as disentangling them so number one what do i say about the truckers revolt i would say that it was inevitable it was inevitable it was going to happen the revolt was going to happen from somewhere at some time by some group who said, we have got to start looking at things in a bigger macroeconomic picture. And I'm not sure the truckers got together and said, listen, our economy is on the slide and we're in trouble. What are we gonna do? But they absolutely got together and banded together and said, food prices are going through the roof. We can't do our jobs. We do our jobs independently alone, sitting in the cab of a truck And the government is far more willing to concern itself with whether we've had zero, one, two or three needles in our arm than getting the free flow of goods to and from countries. And so, number one, I think that it was just an inevitable, inevitable uprising. And number two, I think our prime minister, as much as I've been hard on him, I have to give him one piece of credit. I think he's the luckiest politician alive because i think he fiddles as rome burns i think he can now say i have to worry about these truckers i have to worry about protests i have to worry about bottlenecks in ottawa and toronto i don't have time to worry about the fact that our economy is in the toilet and i think that in a way he is living a blessed life that he can say don't look over here look over here but the reality is is he's solving neither here nor there so what's the difference roy
0: yeah well Somebody once said to me, you can't say neither here nor there, because it has to be somewhere. Anyhow, <laughs> let's get at this issue of uh, of our inflation. We have the uh, governor of the Bank of Canada, Mr. Macklin, uh, quizzed hard by the Senate on his failed inflation projections. What does that mean to all of us when the Bank of Canada blows it on inflation projections? What's the What's the inevitable outcome for most of us in this country?
1: The inevitable outcome is twofold. Number one, you get to watch prices rise higher than you ever thought they would get on many of the goods and services that we use. And number two, you get to watch the purchasing power of your hard earned or saved dollars go through the floor. And that's exactly what you're seeing right now. I mean, you're seeing the Bank of Canada, in a sense, at work. They are a group that is based on expectations. They take all of the information they have, and they make a forecast and a projection, and then the real numbers come in, and you either overshoot or you undershoot. And right now in Canada, in 2022, we have grossly overshot expectations of inflation, and that's why you can't afford to fill up your car or shop at a grocery store yeah
0: Uh, again you know the the silly it's tiring line but i use it all the time inflation to me is when i'm going to the gas station and and the grocery store on the same day and i can't afford to fill up it either so i was at the grocery store the other day and i bought about seven items and we're not talking about luxury items here just getting some fundamentals i got a bottle of wine as well and it was over i think it was 116 bucks and I was easily able to go through the express line. And you talk to people who go grocery shopping or go out shopping, they'll tell you the same thing. This is what's happening. It's hurting everybody. And now we're going to be looking at an interest rate climb, which we need. But you put it, please, into context for us. What does the Bank of Canada have to do? What makes sense as far as an interest rate hike is concerned, say, in the next three to four weeks?
1: Well, sadly, what the Bank of Canada is going to do in an economic sense, Roy, is acknowledge that it's screwed up. It's going to acknowledge that it made an expectation and blew right by it. And right now it's not doing its job. It came out and publicly said, Don't worry, Canada. We're going to keep inflation at approximately a two percent range. And now we're at approximately a six to seven percent range. And so it only has really one bullet left in its uh in its casing in its gun, and that's to raise interest rates and try to reduce spending. Now, if I may defend the bank for a second, the bank probably didn't have to. At the time, a couple of years ago, it had no idea it was going to be faced with the complete gross mismanagement of the economy of the federal government. And they were going to print money like it was water. And then it was going to get affected by supply chain disasters. So I do give Tiff a a, a break because he couldn't have known he was going to have to deal with the gang who can't shoot straight across the street. But the reality is they've acknowledged that we have done nothing to control prices, whether it's food prices, gas prices energy prices, all of prices are through the roof right now. And so they've got the only thing they can do left is they're going to try to reduce spending and reduce inflation by raising interest rates. Now, interesting also is there's such a thing as what's called a fooling equilibrium and i use fool not lightly because you know in their last negotiation they did not raise interest rates because i think their plan was to say let's have canada believe we're going to interest raise interest rates everybody will act as if we're going to increase interest rates and that will slow down the inflationary problem and it didn't and so now they go oh no The fooling thing didn't work now we really have to raise interest rates and what's going to happen is really anybody's guess they'll go 25 to 50 basis points the next time they meet and it really is all they have left in their gun roy and i can't even sit here and tell you what's going to happen because so far nothing has gone according to script
0: yeah nothing's gone according to script and uh, they should have taken a lesson at least uh had an indicator that it was going to be unpredictable given who's in office uh, who You know, the prime minister saying he has no real interest in monetary policy and the fact that we've had 22 months of uh, uncertainty because of the pandemic. But, you know, when we talk about interest rates and we talk about inflation and we've talked about the fact that 46 percent of Canadians told MNP LTD in uh, in Canada just a few weeks ago that they don't believe they will be able to necessarily meet their financial obligations in 2022. Next thing that comes to mind is housing. The price of houses, the cost of houses. Did I overspend when I bought my house? Can I afford to buy a house now with interest rates going up? How, how is the, what's coming our way most likely going to affect Canadians who are asking themselves questions about buying or retaining their homes?
1: I would be very, very nervous if my mortgage was coming due this year, Roy, because you're right. There are way too many Canadians marginalized by the pandemic. There are way too many Canadians that are, as we say, one paycheck with an insolvency. Well, let me tell you, the Bank of Canada now is out of options. Interest rates are going up. And if you're going to renegotiate your mortgage this year, my only advice would be to do it quickly. And maybe you're gonna get dinged by 25 basis points, but maybe not 50 or 75. And now we're gonna see what happens. You know, we always said three, four years ago, almost jokingly when rates were at historic lows, boy, if these rates go up, some people are gonna walk away from their houses, but it's not so funny when it's the reality for thousands of people. So I really hope that people have their eye on the ball. And if they're gonna renegotiate mortgages in 2022, call your bank, call your lender, Do it quickly and and don't get stuck on the wrong side of the distribution, realizing now we can't afford the house we bought two years ago.
0: If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.